Welcome to the Try Watches Podcast. I'm Cam, and it's uh, just me today. Um, the other two were out uh, living their normal lives, I guess. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no. basically what's happened is uh, uh, everybody got really busy with new jobs and, uh, and girlfriends showing up and uh, consuming a lot of time, so they've got to catch up on work. So that's basically what's happened uh, this week, so... It's just going to be a short episode with me kind of talking about watches by myself, which um, I'm going to stop right here and, and give a shout out to all of the YouTube guys who do this by themselves day in, day out, week in, week out. Um, how you stand, manage to stand there, look at a camera and talk to yourself while you do this is impressive. Uh, I must admit, uh, doing this with a couple of guys who actually have a common interest and keep the conversation going is a much better approach because that way you can actually stop and, you know, uh, you know, take a breath, but I guess you guys do edit. So either way, props to you guys. So, uh, in, uh, I guess in true try watches fashion, I can kind of catch up with what everybody's been doing this week. Uh, mine's been pretty standard. I've been working as per usual, and I've got two daughters that keep me very occupied, as everybody knows. Um, let's see, uh, what have the other guys been up to? Uh, well, Thomas is getting settled in now that uh, his lady friend has uh, moved over from across the pond over to his place. Uh, and if uh, if you follow him on Instagram, I'm sure you've caught up with the fact that they had a big French celebration with people coming over and moving to France and actually becoming uh, uh, French nationalists, I guess. Um, so they did a big French party and stuff. So and uh, so Thomas and his new lady have been uh, uh, completely dudded up and gone out and partied Paris style. So kudos to them. Hope uh, looked like it was a blast. So. Let's see. Uh, Dave uh, was uh, was at uh, one of the first Red Bar meets that he's been in for a while. I think he was at uh, Red Bar Cambridge um, uh, on Saturday. Uh, looked like it was a pretty good time. Looked like a fairly good turnout. Uh, and he uh, showed up in true Red Bar fashion, uh, sporting the Snoopy. So um, I also think he had his uh, studio underdog uh, mint chocolate chip on as well. So a couple of watches to, you know proper red bar fashion watches so that's uh, kind of what the week has been like for the guys um let's see as for uh, uh as for the rest of it uh, well you know uh, it's been another week in watches that i've basically ignored um <laughs> so uh to uh i guess was to start off i can do my own personal wrist check uh right now i am wearing my uh g-shock casio the uh, uh, GA2100 uh, with the uh, neon blue uh, markers. Um, uh, something, uh, I don't know, it's been hot here this weekend and been doing a lot of work outside and stuff, so it's just been a matter of, uh, uh, I don't know, sticking to the G-Shock. So yeah, that's about it. As for the other two, let's see. Thomas was all dotted up and uh, wearing a suit and everything, so I'm going to step out on a limb and say that he was wearing his bull of Accutron just because when he likes when he gets suited up he likes to wear something a little quirky so now it's got a bright green lizard strap on it so let's say he's that's his wrist check for this week he's he's still wearing the bull of a and Dave well like I said he was a red bar so we'll call him we'll say he's wearing the uh the Omega the Snoopy this 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 go around as, as well uh and wearing it on a strap that he's still not allowed to talk about 
So let's see what's been going on in watches this week. Uh, mild recap: the thing that's been blowing up my feed the most, I would say, is this new Squale. If that's how you say it, I don't know. Uh, my brother-in-law's got a Squale that he loves. It's I, I can't remember the reference number, but it's a uh, it's a blue and uh, blue and white dial uh, with a uh, a really nice uh, brown leather textured uh, strap that it came on. Uh, fantastic looking watch. He loves it. Keeps great time. Can't speak enough of it. But uh, the new one that they've released recently is the uh, new Marina uh, Militaire Limited Edition. So I guess, or Master uh, Marina Militaire. So I guess it's kind of a knockoff of a Seiko Marine Master. I, I don't know. So um, spec wise, it seems pretty decent. Uh, it's a fairly standard uh, based on their 1521 case and uh, it's got, uh, and it's a limited edition of 300 pieces, 1,200 meter water resistant. Um, uh, the case thickness has jumped up a little bit, though, to a 17 mil, which is a fairly thick watch. You're looking at planet ocean size there. So um, if that floats your boat, then uh, have at it. Um, and, but the price is certainly right for, it's what seems to be a fairly robust piece. So coming in at about uh, $1,260 U.S., um, if, uh, if Squally's kind of in line with you, what you like to, uh, what you like to rock, um, this might not be a bad one to pick up. Uh, it's got a Solidus, uh, SW200 in it, which is a fairly solid movement. I've had that in a couple of pieces. Um, yeah, no, it's, if that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I Squally makes a nice watch. The ones that I've, uh, I've handled and seen in person have been pretty decent, actually. And they've been making watch cases for many companies for many years now. So, no, solid, uh, solid, solid choice. Uh, let's see, what else has been going on? Um, well, since I'm wearing a G-Shock, and speaking of G-Shock, they're uh, releasing uh, more metal ones. So. The, the uh, they've got a new Mr. G B five thousand B A, which is very similar to the other metal releases that they've done, which is basically your what looks like your standard uh, five thousand or fifty six hundred uh, watch face uh, shape and everything, and of course being full Mr. G uh, fashion, it's the it's a DLC coated uh, Aozumi, um, whatever that means, honestly. Uh, you can look it up if this floats your boat. Um, I'm not one for spending four thousand dollars on a G-Shock, um, and and it seems as though Casio is kind of going the way of Rolex, where they they kind of are. I don't want to say they're resting on their laurels, but it's just a color change. They've added some blue highlights to the black version of the DLC all metal G-Shock. So again, if that's your thing, great. Um, I've tried this on. Uh, I've tried it on a watch, uh, the watch wind-up a couple months ago. Uh, not this very version, but something obviously identical to it. Um, it's heavy, um, so if you like a heavy-weighted G-Shock um, and you don't mind spending $4,000 on a G-Shock, then uh, you know what? All the power to you. Uh, who am I to judge? Uh, not something that I would ever uh, spend my money on, but... Well, people question what I spend my money on anyway, so, you know, you be you. Let's see. <laughs> um, I'm kind of rattling through this because there's nobody to debate me on any of this. Okay, maybe the, maybe I do understand the whole YouTube thing where you can talk because the descending opinions don't happen until after the fact. Ah, 
uh, something to keep in mind for later on. So anyway, uh, let's see. What else have we got going on? Uh, okay. Since uh, I have nothing else to really go on about, one article that did cross my path recently that I guess it's going to lead me into a bit of a rant again is the question of the actual value of the new Rolex release that happened earlier this year. So Rolex came out with their new left hand, left-handed GMT Master II in the green and black variant. Now, I'm indifferent to this particular watch, um, as I tend to be with most new release Rolex models. What, however, the, the article that caught my eye is, <clears throat> is the, the true value of the Rolex GMT Master II. And it's... <laughs> It basically delves into the fact that upon release, of course, these things immediately hit the secondary market and go for X number of times over retail and stuff like that. And this one seems to be trading right out of the gate. If you can, if you were able to get your hands on it and then you know shift it on on the secondary market, seems to be jumping to about thirty five or thirty five to thirty eight thousand USD. Now, I've don't get me wrong. I like a Rolex. I like a GMT. Um, I'm not a big fan of this new variant, both color and the fact that it looks backwards, and I would constantly put it on upside down. Uh, uh, actually, a problem that uh, Thomas always had whenever he tried on my Monaco, because the crown was on the other side, I always threw him for a loop. So he was always wearing my watch upside down. Couldn't figure out why the band didn't fit properly. So I, I just don't get this anymore and I think this is why I'm feeling a little discouraged about the whole watch thing market and everything maybe that's why I'm doing this whole podcast by myself today because the other two would just hit their breaking point and you know what the, the it's it's taken the fun and the joy out of this whole thing because the immediate response to anything getting released is how much can I flip it for and that's just annoying I I guess I guess it's just a matter that we're in a situation now where everything is commoditized and I mean granted I know I'm talking about a commodity here but I don't know the whole idea of 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 an investment watch and then immediately flipping and ah, to each his own you guys I mean you do you if you've got the means and you've got the access to be able to pull this off then go go for it what I don't understand is that who's the end user at the end of the day for this? Who is the person that has decided that they want what I consider one of the uglier Rolexes in the lineup and they're willing to pay three times MSRP for it? And there is the idea that they're just simply buying it on speculation? Or is somebody actually going, you know what? I have $40,000 burning a hole in my pocket, and what I want to spend that money on is a backwards Rolex GMT. Now, if you've got the bankroll to be able to do that, and you've got a collection that actually justifies that, then hold the power to you. But for those of us, you know, who aren't investment bankers or didn't manage to bail out of Bitcoin before it went bust, um, we... I, I I struggle to see I mean 
I, 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 a lot of people have trouble fathoming saving up to be able to spend retail price on a Rolex, never mind three times retail price on a Rolex. Um, this is a very considered purchase. And I don't understand. I guess if you've got, if you're flush with the cash and you can make it work, great. But at the end of the day, somebody needs to be the end user of this particular product. Because if everybody's just buying them and sticking them in a safe and hoping they'll appreciate, then th when the time does come, I, it's, it's, it's basically going to have a beanie baby effect. Everybody's going to have them, and everybody's going to think they're worth way more money than they actually are. So, I don't know. Uh, all I can say is that I do hope that if you are buying these things and you're trying to trade them for and make X profit on them all the power to you um if you are buying these to be the end user of it um i think you should pick another watch i think there's a lot more out there than what rolex has to offer rolex seems to be coming into that zone where it's it's simply a matter of a tradable commodity in the way that you would buy and sell gold and if that's your bag and that's what makes you happy, then you know what? Go on. But in my eyes, you're not an actual watch guy. You just like expensive things and you like making money, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're no longer a watch collector. You're just simply a commodities trader. So, I don't know. We've had this rant many times and I'm... It basically didn't have anything else to say, but it's another thing that's crossed my path recently, and I just kind of shake my head. So, you know what? If you've got the forty grand to drop on a Rolex, a backwards Rolex GMT, and you like the green and black, and don't think it looks a little cheap, have at her. <laughs> All the power to you. Uh, but then I'm a hypocrite because I've got a, I have a, a vintage Rolex. So what? What the hell? I mean. <laughs> do as do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, to each his own. <laughs> uh, I've made peace with myself. Anyway, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for as far as the uh, uh, the watch world goes for me this week. Um, sorry, it's a short episode and it wasn't very exciting. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll all be back together again next week after you know things have settled down and uh, everybody's schedule is lined up again. So. Um, as always, uh, if you've made it this far and decided to listen through to my rant, then pff, all the power. Uh, otherwise, uh, have yourselves a great evening, day, weekend, whenever you happen to be listening to this, especially if you're out walking the dog. I'm sorry it was a, I was sorry it was a short dog walk this week. Anyway, thanks for listening as always, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye.